I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Arrow Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Monday, March 13th, 2023. On today's podcast, we're going to preview the Boys State Tournament, the Boys Sweet 16, which starts Wednesday at Rupp Arena, runs Wednesday through Saturday. And to help me preview the Boys State Tournament, I'll be talking with Jared Peck, who covers high school sports for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Jared does a fabulous job covering all the prep sports. He covered the Girls State Tournament. We talked a little bit about that at the first of our interview. Then we got right into the matchups of the Boys State Tournament, which goes on this week at Rupp Arena. It's a really good state tournament on paper. A couple of marquee names who I know everybody will want to see play at Rupp, play in the tournament. You got defending champion Clark County back. You got Warren Central, who lost to Clark County in a tight game in the finals last year. They're back in the tournament this year at 32 and 1. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it with Jared Peck of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, I want to welcome into the podcast my friend and colleague Jared Peck, who covers high school sports for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Uh, I, I'll ask you how it's going, Jared, but I know it's busy. It is busy. We got uh, one more week of uh, basketball, and then it's off to uh, baseball and softball season and track. <laughs> That's right. You're already thinking ahead. You're already thinking ahead. Uh, we got the boys. I mean, we just finished with the girls' state tournament, but we got the boys' state tournament this week. First and, of all, how was the and boys' state? volleyball is happening? I'm, I'm doing the boys' volleyball story uh, this afternoon, so it's it's insane. That's not even a sport yet, but uh, we got some teams around here, so it's it's, it's crazy. Volleyball. But yeah. Okay. Always volleyball. It's okay. happening. It's happening. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, anyway, you asked me about the girls. Yeah, I was the girls, the girls state went, uh, Well, I mean, it, uh, the attendance was a little down uh, from the previous year, but we didn't have a Bullet East or a Mead County up here uh, bumping up the numbers this year. Uh, you know, George uh, Rogers Clark brought a great crowd every day they were here, and they were here up until the last morning when uh, they took a four-point loss to the eventual champion. Sacred Heart, uh, as I told you last week, you know, Sacred Heart's just kind of, it's on generational run right now. They're, they got their three-peat. Uh, Zakiya Johnson uh, was the MVP for the second year in a row, the sophomore from uh, Sacred Heart. Uh, she's just she's just a one-of-a-kind player, and she's got some great players around her, and they won their third in a row. So, I mean, they ran a, an alley-oop play for Zakiya, and I asked the coach, did she ever dunk on that? It's like, no, she's tried once, and she, she almost broke her back. <laughs> but they run an alley-oop play, and for a girls team to run a, a ball where they throw it at the uh, 
the backboard instead of just into their hands is quite unusual. That's a special team. Yeah, three three time champion, three in a row. Quite a <clears throat> yeah, quite a uh, run here by Sacred Heart. Okay, what about the boys tournament? Is there a prohibitive favorite in the boys tournament like there was in the girls tournament? Well, there is a, a thirty-two and one team with Warren Central, who was the state runner-up last year, and a lot of people think that they will win. But I don't believe they're a prohibitive favorite. Uh, to give you an example, I mean, we all we had sixteen media members vote in our uh, media poll uh, each week of the season this year, and uh, we all picked region champions uh, for the postseason. And the best any of us could do, two of two of them got eight right. Really, and the rest of us got even. If you were right, so we don't know what's going on. I think picking this tournament, I would be better off uh, picking which mascot could eat the other than trying to use my basketball knowledge uh, to pick this tournament. So the Dragons are in pretty good shape here for, for Warren Central on the eating the other mascot. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure that any of the picks I give you today will be worth two cents by the end of the week. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna rely on your basketball knowledge, not your mascot knowledge, but your basketball knowledge. We're gonna go through about we're gonna go through the opening round games, game by game, starting with Wednesday's uh, first round games, and then Thursday's first round games at Rupp Arena. We're gonna start it with the first, the opener, eleven a.m. Uh, on Wednesday, March the fifteenth, where we've got Jefferson Town seventeen and twelve against Woodford County twenty and twelve. What about this matchup for the opener? Yeah, neither of these teams were picked to, to win their regions. Jefferson Town is back for the second year in a row and, and kind of scuffled a little bit this uh, this season. And you know, everybody thought Evangel Christian would come out of here because of uh, how many D1 prospects they have. But Je- Jefferson Town uh, got hot and got it done. And uh, they have Cameron McDaniels and uh, Lucas McDaniels each ever double figures. And uh, just a great run for them. Woodford County has one of the top sophomores in the nation. Um, Jasper Johnson, who's the son of the, you know, ex Harrodsburg star, ex UK star, ex NFL player, uh, Dennis Johnson, who is the head coach and athletic director at Woodford. Um, he's a sophomore. He averages about 20 points a game and uh, he's on a lot of recruiting charts really early for somebody, uh, his age. Uh, he's being, uh, recruited by a few schools. I think Texas A&M is in on him. Um, but, uh, you know, he, even two sports star like his dad, he's given up football this year for basketball, because I think he's the number 26 sophomore in the nation, according to the two four seven sports. So Woodford County, you know, he, he had an injury in the middle of the season. It took them a while to, to jail because they have a lot of football players on their team and football was playing for a while. Um, they scuffled for quite a bit and then they got hot and showed the potential that everybody thought they had last year. Uh, they came and they put a 20-foot whooping on the team that uh, everybody thought was going to be here instead. It was North Oldham. So I, I give Woodford County, because of their defense, because they have like John McCreer, who signed with Murray State, who's Vince Merrill's nephew, or <clears throat> nephew as part of this team, and he, he was injured the entire season and had just come on late. Um, they, they really defend, and so they've got a good shot to advance out of the 11 a.m. game. Okay, uh, and of course Vince Marrow's UK football's uh, 
recruiting coordinator. And as you mentioned, Dennis Johnson, uh, star defensive end for Kentucky football back in the day. I can remember when Dennis Johnson uh, announced that he was going to Kentucky. It was a huge snowstorm, and I somehow made it to Woodford County for his announcement. But uh, that's my memory of uh, of Dennis Johnson. Uh, but he went on to he be a this, player at UK. Yeah. But, he went on to play in the Sweet 16, too. He played with the Sweet 16 for Harrodsburg in, in 96. Okay. And I think he might've been a sophomore that year too. I'm not for sure on that. Cause I don't know what years he, he ran, but, uh, they, they made it to the, uh, elite eight and, uh, lost to Lexington Catholic there. And he was their leading scorer in both their games. Yeah. I saw him play a couple times in, uh, in high school. Yeah. He was a good high school basketball player. Okay. Let's go to the one thirty game. The second game on Wednesday, and that's Elizabethtown 23 and nine against McCracken County, 29 and five. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's another teams where uh, people thought Murray might be here, but Murray's uh, standout. Uh, Grant Whitaker injured his wrist in the, early in the season. It was out most of the year. Um, McCracken has uh, a uh, Mr. Basketball candidate, Jack McCune, who's averaging 18.1 points a game. Um, they really kind of ran the first region this year. Uh, they're back. They've made the tournament since they've been a school of five years out of the 10 they've existed really so good team out of the mustangs they got a first year coach this year dustin roberts um and then elizabethtown was here just two years ago uh and they were the state runner-up two years ago and they kind of uh nobody paid any attention to them and then they won everything at the end to get here uh they have aiden evans who's averaging 16.1 points a game and Obion Howard, who's averaging 12. Um, you know, I don't, this game is one of the closest games according to our Cantrell ratings. You know, we, he rates every team for us. Um, there's only one other matchup that is projected with two closer, more closely matched uh, teams than this, and it's coming up. But uh, there's only like a 1.4 point spread between how these teams are rated. So this is another coin flip game, and I have no idea. But I'd give the edge to Elizabethtown because it has a veteran coach as opposed to the first-year coach. Um, just on that, that's the only reason I know. And I don't know, Panther versus Mustang, uh, Panther might win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're back to the mascots. Okay. All right. Okay, let's go to the 6 o'clock game. Warren Central, you talked about earlier, 32-1, and one, taking on Pulaski County. 27 and 6 there in the first game of the night session there on Wednesday night at Rupp Arena. Does Pulaski County have a shot at knocking out, knocking off Warren Central? Well, Pulaski County is interesting because in the first game of the season, they beat Madison Central. Really? And Madison Central is the only team to beat Warren Central this year. Really? So the coach said the other uh, last night that, uh, yeah, they've mentioned that a few times. That's come up, but, you know, maybe they have a, sh- a shot. But Warren Central is is loaded. Uh, you know, I have a Mr. Basketball candidate, Chappelle Whitney, who's uh, one of four players who averaged double figures uh, for the Dragons, including uh, the coach's son, Kate Unsell, who's at 15.9. Um, you know, they have experience. They've been to Rupp. Um, it's, it's really hard to figure that they could get upset here. Uh, Pulaski County has three double-figure scores as well. Um, I mean, they haven't played – none of the teams in the tournament have played a lot of other teams in the tournament. I mean, really? George Rogers Clark has played three other teams that are in the tournament. Everybody's kind of like uh, – they've played some tough teams, uh, but the tough teams that they played didn't end up making here. So everybody's kind of an unknown. It's like, how are you going to match up? 
You know, Pulaski has Caden Lancaster averaging nearly 20 a game, and Barrick Williams, who I believe is a football standout too, averaging nearly 20 a game. So, you know, I, I think the Madison Central win at the beginning of the season means like, well, it's possible. I think we can do it. But, um, you know, Warren Central lost that game after a week of not practicing at all. They, because of cold or storms or something or another, uh, they were out that holiday classic week uh, and came into a game at 11 a.m. at Lexington Catholic versus a very well-coached Madison Central team and got down 18 to 5 or 2 or something crazy in the first period, and it was over. And so it was a good experience for Warren Central, um, but I, I think Pulaski could take hard in that, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, then now looking here, Jared, where it looked like Bowling Green almost got him in the fourth region championship, went to overtime. Uh, well, they play each other like three or four times. Yeah, so, so they know each other uh, really know, well. And Bowling Green is no pushover re- yeah. regardless. But, yeah, playing them, I was probably the fourth matchup between Bowling Green and, and Warren Central. And, and Warren Central was up big in that game, really? uh, Coach Unseld said, and then kind of like didn't pay attention to score and time left and took some – crazy shots and then all of a sudden the other teams that were right back in the game was like well that's what you get (laughs) so they pulled it out though yeah you're right i'm looking here at the the warren central results they did they played bowling green four times so hard to beat a good team hard to beat any team four times in a row so uh uh that one okay let's go to the last game on wednesday night uh 8 30 start approximately owensboro 19 and 10 against ashland blazer 22 and 11 what do you think about this matchup uh, it's another very, very close one. Another, uh, you know, these two teams have each have the programs have four state titles each. They, uh, Owensboro has been here 43 times as a school and oh, wow. Ashland's been here something like 36 times as a school. Um, Owensboro won the state title in 2015. It's been since 61 since Ashland won the title. But Ashland has been here. This is their, uh, you know, fifth straight appearance in the Sweet 16. Really? Now, they've got a, a new coach this year who was named the interim coach after some uh, recruiting allegations surfaced uh, last fall with the former coach, Jason Mays. Jason Mays, just this morning, was named the new head coach at Montgomery County where he oh, had really? some history with one of the former coaches there, Happy Osborne, was a right. coach at Montgomery County for one season. Uh, he's a protege of Happy Osborne. Um, so he, he woke up this morning to that news. So he's back in the game. Uh, he had built a really good program at National Blazer. They have Xander Carter averaging 22.3 points per, per game. And, uh, Reese DeBoard, who I'm probably massacring his first name, but he averages 17. Um, Owensboro has been under the radar all year. Uh, they haven't uh, played a, a lot of teams. They've, uh, lost, played Warren Central and lost, played McCracken County and lost by one. Uh, they, they beat some good teams uh, in Western Kentucky, but they haven't really uh, taken on anybody that, from uh, around these parts that you could note. Uh, they have a Kenyatta Carbon, who was an excellent football player for the Red Devils. He's averaging 22 points a game. Um, I picked Ashland here uh, just because of the more recent, uh, you know, success right. in the Sweet 16 tournament. Um, and uh, you know, but I think that it's going to be another really good game. 
And they'll be some really good games on Thursday, and uh, including a couple of star attractions. And we'll get to we'll get to uh, Jared's break breakdown about those games right after this short break. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, back here with Jerry Peck, uh, the Preps high school writer for the Lexington Leader and Kentucky.com does a great job covering all of high school sports. It's the Boys State Tournament Week at Rupp Arena this week. We've gone through Wednesday's first round matchups. Now we're going to look at Thursday's first round matchups, starting with the 11 a.m. game between Mail at 20, Louisville Mail at 25 and 10 against Breathitt County at 18 and 9. What can you tell us about this one, Jared? Well, Breathitt had an unfortunate situation at the beginning of the season where uh, they're you know, legendary mountain coach out there, B.B. King. He'd been named the head coach in May, I think, and he unfortunately passed away from cancer in, in December. And so the team was kind of working with an interim coach uh, for much of December. And I believe Mark Story is going to write about this coming up. But the head coach right now, the interim head coach, is Kyle Moore, who is the athletic director and head football coach <laughs> really? of, uh, of Breathitt. And he took over, and, uh, you know, they, they missed out on the All-A Classic and, you know, kind of scuffled the season, but they finally found their way towards the end. Um, and everybody, you know, knew this was a really good team. They've got, you know, two, you know, players with some size, Austin Sperry and Christian Collins, who averages 18 and 14 points per game each. Uh, each of them do. Uh, they were in the All-A Classic, made the All-A Final last year. Um so this was a, a good team coming in. They're playing a, a male team that, you know, lost, I don't know, something like seven of their first ten games. It was, you know, male looked like they were adrift early in the season. They had, um, you know, trying to figure their way um, without, I think, Caleb Glenn, who left for a, a prep school, uh, who was their, supposed to be their big guy. Right. Uh, but Jack Edlin, Cole Edlin, uh, Demetrius Mickey White. Have all come on. They they've kind of gotten together. They they don't have a lot of size, um, but that hasn't mattered here of late. I mean, they can really shoot it, can really make shots, especially three point shots between Jack and Cole Edlin. And uh, the younger brother, who's just a freshman, uh, is is getting some interest from some colleges uh, because of how well he shoots. Um, you know, this is a Mountain versus Louisville Metro game. Uh, Brentley comes in as a a big underdog, but, uh, you know, I I think size-wise, Brentley feels, you know, like they're going to be bigger on the court than than male. It's just a matter of whether they can keep up with male speed and can guard uh, their shooters. You know, the Edelins don't have much size, so uh, we'll we'll see. But, uh, you know, it's a 15-point spread between their 
Cantrell rating. So really? uh, it could be a, it could be a tough ask for Breathitt, but uh, I'm sure they'll bring tons of fans and have a, a, a and give them all they got. Right, right. Okay, let's go to the second game on Thursday, which uh, features Lyon County thirty and five against Newport twenty eight and six. Uh, I'm guessing they'll be uh, talking about the uh, big crowd. There'll be a lot of people who'll be watching one particular player, uh, <laughs> both teams, of course, but one player in particular. Wouldn't you say there, Jared? Yeah, I mean, aside from the Sweet Sixteen, the biggest story of of the entire tournament uh, is Lyon County's Travis Perry, who only needs 21 points to set the all-time career mark of King Kelly Coleman. Uh, I've been calling Travis Perry the Lion King uh, for a couple of years now when it started looking like this could happen. Right. And the record's 4,337 points, that which, which Coleman did over four seasons, but he had like 1,700 points of senior season, which is an outrageous number in the single season record. Perry has done it steady as she goes up to now because he's been the leading scorer since seventh grade. And he's averaged 27 points a game since seventh grade. Wow. Uh, he's in the midst of his best season. Yes, he's, ever, he's already over 1,000 points. He's got the eighth most points of any player who's ever played in a single season. It's like 1128 or something like that. And that's eighth most all time for a single season. Uh, he's averaging 32 this year. Uh, he's also a pretty good rebounder. Um, he's not the all-around player that Reed Shepard is, but he is a much better shooter than Reed Shepard is. He, he, he leads the tournament. Coming into this tournament, he's the player that leads in three-point makes at almost five a game, three-point percentage at like 41% and scoring. I mean, he is a, a big-time player. He's only 6'2", but he's already got he's got something like 17 offers, including um, – yeah, Kentucky uh, is among them, and along with some Big Ten schools, it's uh, he is the show. I mean, when he gets hot, uh, it's something to see. And he has some pretty good players around him. I mean, Brady Shoulders is leading, uh, is the leading rebounder in the tournament, um, and uh, then Jackson Reddick, Jack Reddick is also a really good player. He averages 19 points per game, alongside the <laughs> a guy who's going for 32 a night. So. Lyon County's trouble. Newport's also really, really good, and they're kind of you know overlooked in this game. That might be working their factor. I mean, they, they might feel slighted by you know everybody talking about Lyon County when they came out and came out of the ninth, where Covington Catholic usually comes out of, and where you know Highlands came out of the ninth and won the state title just a couple of years ago. Uh, they've got some dudes too. I mean, people kind of sleep on them because you know not many people know or talk about. Newport, but Marquez Miller averages 16 a game. Tylen Kenny averages 14 a game, and, and there's some dudes. Uh, Evan Davidson uh, up at uh, Lincoln KY, it's an online site that covers Northern Kentucky. He was on Newport early back in January. You see, I think Newport might do it. Then he ended up not picking Newport and immediately regretted it when he saw how they <laughs> matched up in the region. Um, but uh, Newport can't be overlooked here. It's not a given that Perry's going to break the record in advance. I mean, I think it's a given that he's going to break the record because 22 points is like a first quarter sometimes for him. Uh, but it's going to be tough for them to get past past Newport. Yeah, looking at looking at their scores here, it looks like these are two hot teams too. I think Lyon County's won like 16 in a row, and Newport's won like 12 in a row. So you got two teams that are playing really good basketball. Uh, yeah, and Lyon County could, uh, pushes the pace. I mean, they? they believe that the more shots they can get up, the more trouble that you're in. 
So they are constantly they are pressing, turning people over, pushing the pace. They play just a really fast-paced game. If you look at their region tournament final, that, that game was probably in the 80s or 90s. Um, you know, they're a fun team to watch, and, and especially when Perry gets hot. Yeah, you're right. Looking at their scores this year, if there's a bunch of 90 90- point games. There's a, they scored 114 against Dawson Springs, 109 against Hopkins County Central. Uh, yeah, that should be a, that should be a really fun matchup. Um, okay, let's go to the night session. The first game, six o'clock start there, Rupp Arena. You got the local team, Frederick Douglas, thirty-one and two, against Martin County, twenty-four and ten. How do you see that matchup? Well, Douglas has come on late and become one of the. I think one of the best teams in the state. They have no size. There's nobody taller than six three really? on their team. But they, uh, a couple of their six three guys can jump over the backboard, and that's only a slight exaggeration. Avian <laughs> um, Chenault uh, is a dunk waiting to happen. Armello Boone, who's the younger brother of the Bryan Station standout a few years ago, uh, Boss Boone, um, has been clutch. He's made a couple of. Uh, big game-winning shots at the end of the clocks, including in the uh, the 11-3 championship when he just stone-called knocked down a three with 13 seconds to go in the region final against the Lexington Catholic team that had been rated by some people as the number one team in the state. And they beat uh, Lexington Catholic 43-41 in the region final. Um, they're very athletic. They have senior leadership with Kai Simpson, who averages 16.7 points a game. And Tylon Webb, who's a football player who's going to be going to Army uh, to play football um, on their team. Um, and it's, a, it's been a special group to watch make their first Sweet 16 run. Uh, they're still young. You know, Boone and Chenault on this team are just sophomores. Uh, and it feels like they grew a foot from, you know, I don't remember them being that big a factor last year. And they weren't very big, but they've kind of grown a few inches into their sophomore years, and uh, Boone has become a special player really early in his career, and it's going to be exciting to see him continue to grow. As for Martin County, Martin County surprised Pikeville twice this year. They beat him in the All-A Classic region final, um, which we didn't expect, and then they beat him in the region final to get here, which nobody really expected either. They got up the All-A Classic and played Evangel Christian. Evangel Christian has some like 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", and I don't know whether it was the college atmosphere or was how Evangel Christian looks warming up, but they played terrible in that game. And then they lost their next seven in a row after that. Wow. So people people lost track of Martin County and, and what they could do. But they have a 20-point score in Luke Hale and a 15-point score in Braden McKenzie. Um, and they've been here before. The last time they won the 15th region was the 2020 COVID year uh, when they had Trey James. It was this six foot nine player recruited by Iona by Rick Patino, and he's James was the leading uh, shot blocker in the in the state all time uh, during that run. Um, so you know, Coach Jason James can really coach. Uh, they got a big ask here with Frederick Douglas, uh, but I think that of all the teams that they could play, they won't mind seeing Frederick Douglas across from them. Yeah, looking at Douglas scores, they haven't lost in a long time. They haven't lost since December the tenth. So uh, they have the longest streak in twenty six games of anybody in the tournament. Really? So, but it was a kind of it took them a long time because they lost to Lexington Catholic out of the gate and Great Crossing out of the gate back when they really didn't have Chenault and three starters were not really with the team. Kind of when they lost those games, 
because they were still playing football. Okay. And, uh, you know, they kind of gradually kind of knocked them off everybody's radar, even though they were a preseason, you know, top 25 team. Those two losses kind of meant that everybody stopped paying attention to Douglas. And then he just kept winning and winning and winning. And when they finally beat Clark in midseason, the defending state champs, and they beat him by something like nine or 11 points. Then it was like, okay, is this for real? And, you know, then they rank their run through the, the region tournament. And it's like, it's not always for real. Here they are at Rupp Arena. Yeah. Um, so a really good team that it kind of had a big defection that went to a prep school uh, last year. And, and people uh, thought maybe they wouldn't show up and be as good as they are. But, man, they're good. Yeah, they beat uh, they beat George Rogers Clark sixty three to fifty two back on February the seventh. And speaking of George Rogers Clark, the defending state champs there in the nightcap on Thursday eight thirty playing North Laurel, who has another player who uh, I think fans will be interested in. North Laurel's twenty five and ten. Uh, George Rogers Clark or Clark County is twenty seven and five. Kind of a marquee matchup to close out the first round, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I know disrespect to any of the other teams, but get your popcorn ready for this one. I mean, this, you know, every other game feels like the undercard for this game <laughs> on Thursday night um, because this is the, the defending state champions, George Rogers Clark, against North Laurel and Reed Shepard and a couple other pretty good players besides. Right. I mean, everybody talks about Reed Shepard uh, with this team and with good reason because. He's the most complete, highest recruited, most talked about player probably since Rex Chapman in state. And um, but he's his cousin Ryan Davidson averages seventeen points a game, and they they got to transfer this offseason and Gavin Chadwell, who who can get you know eleven points and ten rebounds a night. Besides that, I mean, uh, it's 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 a solid team. A um, but but Shepard's ability to see the floor. And make assists. I mean, he can go for 15 assists a night um, and, and just rip you apart. And if you try to press him, um, you're going to be giving up layups because of, uh, of Reed's court vision. Um, when George Rogers Clark lost to Douglas, they had a problem making shots. I mean, it, the, the, they went a third quarter, like making one shot in the third quarter against uh, Douglas. And um, North Laurel, you know, they need to be making shots in order to co- compete in this game. They're, Clark has some size. They have Jerome Morton, who is the 10th region player of the year and a Mr. Basketball candidate. And, of course, Reed Shepard is the Mr. Basketball favorite. Uh, last time these two teams played uh, with kind of the same lineups, although uh, Gavin Chadwell is an upgrade uh, from what uh, Laurel had last year, uh, Clark beat them pretty good. And Jerome Morton took the challenge of playing Reed Shepard uh, it looked like he took it personally, and he, he outscored Reed Shepard if he didn't uh, outplay him. But uh, he had a big night uh, a year ago when they played in the Holiday Classic up in Lexington. So I'm sure they all remember that, um, and each will be looking to prove their point as to whether who's going <laughs> to right. who the real deal is because, you know, Clark can puff up its chest too. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not a pushover. More than average is 20 a game. Trent Edwards averaged 16 a game, and um, I think he's, lead, he's he's one of the uh, field goal uh, leaders. I think the field goal percentage leader in the tournament is Trent Edwards for uh, Clark at forward, really? and they have a really good point guard in Sam Parrish, who uh, you know transferred from Tate's Creek a couple of years ago. He's been at Clark for a while now, 
and he averages about 15 points a game. And uh, Rashawn Hampton averages 12 points a game. That's four double-figure scores for Clark. Uh, with a team, you know, they were all played on this team last year. They're not going to be shaken by the big atmosphere because it was a huge atmosphere at Rough last year. It was a huge atmosphere when they played North Laurel uh, at Lexington Catholic uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, it's going to be a great game. How, how do you think this Clark team compares to last year's team? Uh, they, the pieces they're missing from last year with the, the seniors that they lost right. has kind of unsteadied the ship. I mean, Tanner Walton, who was the transfer from LCA, was the glue guy. If they needed a rebound, if they needed a bucket, um, he was he was absolutely the option to, to get them that bucket when, when Morton wasn't having a good night or Parrish wasn't having a good night. Um, so... Hey, Edwards has been inconsistent down the stretch, and, and and sometimes you know people focus all their efforts on Edwards to, to keep him out of the game, uh, and Morton as well, and people kind of lose track of Tanner Walton, and Tanner Walton couldn't be lost track of. Um, so he he made a huge shot in the final against Warren Central, three pointer to I guess get them back in the lead. So they're not as solid as you know. It doesn't feel like the same kind of team that can withstand a number of body blows that last year's team could. Um, but, I, you know, I think they can make it, you know, past North Laurel. I, I think they're the better team than North Laurel. Um, unless uh, Reed Shepard just goes completely bananas. Okay, well, that leads me to my next question. Who, who do you see uh, making it to uh, the semifinals and, and the finals? Who, who are coming out of these brackets, you think, Jared? Well... <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna I've put you right on the spot. <laughs> I've written this down somewhere, but I can't guarantee uh, that I'm gonna make the same picks you, with you here live that I made in the paper. <laughs> You're gonna cover all your bases, okay? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> well, where 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 um, are you leaning? Let's put it that way. Where are you oh, leaning? Oh my gosh! Well, if nobody matches this up, I'm gonna try to figure out how I did it before. But it's gonna. I think Elizabethtown and Woodford County. Uh, for the first game on on Friday, and then Warren Central and Ashland for the the second game, uh, and it's the Douglas and Mayo for the uh, third Elite Eight game. No, 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 uh, you, no, Mayo, Mayo. Yeah, you're right. You're no, right. I'm wrong. wrong. I'm wrong. Mayo right. and Douglas. You're yeah, right. the, the the schedule is flopped with the uh, yeah the bracket because they they always put the Lexington teams in prime time. Okay. Uh, and then the final game, I think, will be Lyon County and Clark. Okay. And then what about the semis? Uh, <laughs> Elizabethtown and Warren Central. Okay. We'll go that way. Okay. Uh, and then I think Douglas gets mail. Okay. And I'm going to put Lyon County over Clark. Okay. Going with Lyon County. Travis Perry gets it done. Okay. So, <laughs> and then the whole thing? You think Warren Central, the whole thing? Warren Central versus Lyon in the final. Yeah. Warren Central does what Warren, they came so close to doing last year, winning it all. The, the Dragons eat the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just looking at it on paper, I mean, it just looks like a great tournament with a lot of really – obviously, everybody's going to want to see Reed Shepard – 
and um, and Travis Perry, but you got the defending champion and George Arthur Clark. You got Warren Central, who came so close to winning it last year, and are thirty two and one this year. It just looks all around. It just looks like a really good tournament. Yeah, I mean, they're they're five of the eight games are absolute coin flips. Really, no idea who's going to win, and the games that aren't coin flips will probably go the other way that you're thinking. So right. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going to happen this week. And really, it, it's kind of refreshing because we kind of knew what was going to happen last week because Sacred Heart was so great. Uh-huh. So having the, having chaos, uh, while it's not very uh, – it causes you to have some uh, heartburn as a fan, uh, it's pretty fun to cover right? Um, because we just don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it should be a great week. Really looking forward to it. Going to have – uh, Caroline McCaskis here uh, again with me this week. I've been covering the, the Sweet 16 along with Josh Moore, who we're breaking out of uh, uh, his PR hack job uh, to help us cover uh, uh, the, the tournament as well. So we've got a great team. Uh, Silas Walker and Ryan Hermans and, and James Crisp are on the photographs, and we're going to borrow some from Tiny Witt. Uh, as we go along, because there's just so many good games to cover, you don't have enough photographers for them. So uh, it's going to be a great night. The the Kentucky basketball game has lined up to where it's only going to interfere with one of the Sweet 16 games because uh, they play on Friday night. Right. Um, so you should have great crowds throughout if they if they turn out. Um, so uh, I, I hope uh, people come out and, and you know you're going to see history is going to be made on Thursday regardless. Right. of what goes on. And that's going to be a really special game. And then the Clark North Rural game um, and the potential for the games after that game uh, are so huge. Uh, it's just, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a great week of basketball. Jared does a great job in covering it. He and his team will do a great job this week. You need to check out Jared on Twitter at HL Preps. You need to check him out online on Kentucky.com for all the coverage and in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader as well. Jared, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Have a lot of fun and have a great week at Prep. Thanks, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Jared Peck of the Herald Leader in Kentucky.com. Follow him on Twitter, 8HL Preps. Follow him online at Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader. You can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can check out this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and our radio podcasts. Leave us a rating and review. That just helps get the word out about the podcast. We appreciate everybody who supports our supports the podcast. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Go to Kentucky.com, hit on that subscription tab, check out all the offers for digital and print subscriptions to Kentucky.com and the Lexington Herald Leader. Thanks again to Jared Peck. Thanks again to everybody for listening. Have a great week at the Boys State Tournament at Rupp Arena, and we'll talk to you again soon.